Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. It's the Tommy. Prince Tommy. Montina fucking cut. I already know. They only want problems cause they ain't getting dope. Don't really want problems, they just mad they pockets low. Leave all of that negativity outside the door. Cause you know we rising. Climbing, yeah, you know we grinding, we should be shining. We put in the time and work over time. TV after diamonds, you know the timing. Yeah, we rising, we climbing. Yeah, you know we grinding, we should be shining. We put in the time and work over time. TV after diamonds, you know the timing. You already know, 20 gotta go. I stay on them flights, I'm state to state, it's for the low. Bitches on my line, ain't never call when I was broke. Niggas don't do shit for me, but tryna play me close No, 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 you gotta go I don't trust you niggas and I sure can't trust a hoe I only trust that paper, it won't turn on me for sure I double up that paper, moving hotter than the stove Stack so good, this shit can't fold Gun so big, won't never fold Clip right now, then we reload We got cases by the low Little nigga, you get man down That's for playing with my gang like a damn clown This for anybody interrupt the plan now I'm hot like a tan now I'm voice pop like a Zan now I'm tired than the sand now You know I got the drip I be spitting so much fire Got the burn marks on my lips I be smoking so much fire Probably got it from a split and I already know They only want problems cause they ain't getting dope Don't really want problems, they just mad they pockets low Leave all of that negativity outside the door I already know They only want problems cause they ain't getting dope Don't really want problems, they just mad they pockets low Leave all of that negativity outside the door Cause you know we vibing Climbing. Yeah, you know we grinding, we should be shining We put in the time and work over time TV after diamonds, you know the timing Yeah, we rising, we climbing Yeah, you know we grinding, we should be shining We put in the time and work over time TV after diamonds, you know the timing TV after timing, they know the timing They said I'm for love, I put over timing Know these niggas sleep, well fuck it, we don't mind them And I put that on the floor now we soon be shining Cause we grinding, climbing Don't tell me you gon' ride if you ain't really riding Niggas bitches watch the switch up on a different timing Like a bust, I'm protect my niggas on different timing These niggas who they say need some shorts I got my own and hell on the fort Hey, that was timing By my boy Prince Twan He's gonna be performing March 8 at uh, Ben Talks Presents All About the Art And you're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn You already know the show that comes on every Thursday at 5pm Right here live on your internet airwaves It's Ben Talks with the best in the world Ben Lewis and Addy by my side once again Hey everybody, I'm back <laughs> Yes, uh, you had a good week, Addy? You know, it's been a blur but A blur? Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it has been Addy lives a good life <laughs> She really does <laughs> No, I don't <laughs> she, That's, she really that's does. lies, propaganda <laughs> Now, nah, you know, black people never want to admit that their wealth and their riches <laughs> Oh my God Every every riches. number to that means, oh, it's a little, I got a little something Oh my that's, God, tell that to my three other roommates Oh yeah uh, In my bed, <laughs> bedside apartment Oh, I mean, hey, bedside's been gentrified Look, so. I've been there hey, for listen, five that mean, years That means you stay, that means you live in God, you over there in <laughs> no. They ain't even touched my side Nah, of that means I got in there when it was reasonable <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, you doing anything interesting this week? I did I went to um, I went to Mr. Chow's Okay this is not <laughs> Helping my story mm, yeah, But uh-huh. it was restaurant week So oh, wow. I, I went know. to I don't run in those circles Stop that, uh... it I can't 
I'm just trying to add some culture to my life, you oh, know. Okay, yeah. Niggas never take me out of nothing. Well, so there you go. They keep me inside, Netflixing and chilling. <laughs> so I have to do for myself. The, the man is out to get us. So <laughs> he's, out to, he's out to yeah. get us, clearly. Um, so yeah, I went to eat where the rappers eat, and it was delicious. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were there any rappers in that, in the building? No, or? we were the rappers because you know we realized we went in there like kind of you know low key sneakers. Hoodies, oh. and we were like, you know, we kind of look like rappers, so we just kind of oh. owned it. Oh, you, guys, you know, oh, we kind of look like rappers. Yeah, so. so that was the energy with which we carried ourselves. Otherwise, because oh, okay. the alternative is just inappropriately dressed. <laughs> so, wow, we went in there okay. mobbing oh. in our Jordans. Oh, Jordans! Hoodies. What hoodies? What's goody? And wow. I was like, yo, pass me that chow mein though. Pass you the chow mein. Wow, <laughs> looking real good <laughs> out here, and. I had I too had chow mein, but it was from a box and it was freeze dried and I had to pour water in it Ooh. and uh, I had to microwave it myself. Mm. And then when I was opening the packet of sauce, it spilt everywhere. Damn. So I had bland chow mein for dinner five nights <laughs> this week. But Addie's over here going to Mr. Child's. Look. Oh, if you did geez. well in school, you know, maybe. Oh, wow. oh well. There it goes. Yeah. Um, playing. <laughs> there we go. I did not do well in school. Oh, oh yeah sure we're not, gonna, we're not gonna get into that <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen we got a packed show for you guys so we're gonna get right into it we're gonna start off with some shout outs i want to shout out woot, woot. i want to shout out the city of philadelphia why because they have put uh their the first foot forward in the mute r kelly movement and a lot of people uh don't necessarily agree with this movie because mm-hmm. we um they love r kelly's music i don't because we live in a patriarchal society that only values oh, men's wh- feelings wh- whatever that means <laughs> uh, you know but philadelphia has moved forward and they have banned r kelly from performing in their great beautiful city of brotherly love that's what's so up. shout out to philadelphia shout for out to philly muting r kelly mm-hmm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What you got? What you got? What, what shout out you got? What I got? What I got? Um. Oh well, mine is a little more shallow. Oh okay. <laughs> so, t- Tyra Banks, uh-huh. our beloved fearless leader of modeling. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> really? Of modeling. Oh okay, okay. <laughs> I thought Beyonce was. Uh... uh, yeah, of music. Oh okay. But here's a so modeling. You have several fearless. We have categories for oh, okay. the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> for the blacks. Okay. So. Um, Tyra, she is launching Model Land, which is going to be an amusement park where every woman can come in and feel like a model. Now, oh. I think this is ge- a genius business. It's a ge- Tyra only wins. She only wins. I mean, think about it. Every move that she's made in her career has made sense. She had the talk show. She it was it was short but memorable, but it was good. She didn't let it linger long enough to become annoying, mm-hmm. and we can say she has that under her belt. America's Next Top Model genius gave access to all these models that wouldn't have ever had an, um, a platform people of all shapes sizes heights and whatever open up those doors to where now you have Instagram models who are 4 foot 7 right so she is she really is the one one of the people who ushered in this kind of um this kind of new wave of modeling mm-hmm. and right now we live in the age of social media where people are already vapid and are really really are already very self-conscious and are already really like to go out to things so they can put it on instagram and this makes so much sense from a business pers- business standpoint mm-hmm. that people can whatever this model land is going to be is going to be really pretty it's going to be very instagrammable and she knows that so and it's going to be in la so think of all the little girls who want to be kylie jenner they're going to be over there <laughs> Wow, I when I saw it when I saw it on the show, man, I thought Model Land. I thought um, maybe it was like some new program she was starting, but a music park. What yeah. kind of rides do you think they'll have in Model Land? Like, 
other than walking <laughs> other than the obvious walking the runway ah that's a good one I wonder if it's like <laughs> beat, beat my face and like you put on like boxing gloves because <laughs> it still and, has to be amusing you know it still has to be fun because it's an amusement park at the end of the day right but I just wonder what kind of rides would be hmm. there. maybe like you can like ride or like makeup brush in a circle no. <laughs> <laughs> look luckily I'm not in charge of coming up with the rides yeah for this amusement I, I park I wonder if she you know what shout, shout out to her yeah <laughs> we'll leave it to the professionals to come oh, up with oh man it. Um, I got another shout out to Candace Payne. Now, if you don't know if who Candace Payne is, um, you live under a rock. And also, wait, did you know who Candace Payne was? Of course. Oh, okay. Black yeah. girl. <laughs> of course, by her you name, what, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know no, what all but, the black girls are doing. But <laughs> they said it in a meeting, right? Um, <laughs> Including but, Azalea Banks. <laughs> but Candace Payne, see, um, so last week in Chicago, don't don't let this spring weather that we had this week fool you. It was a deep freeze across like <laughs> much of the East Coast last week. And Chicago was one of those cities where temperatures reached as low as negative 21. Mm -hmm. I actually saw footage and images of, you know, homeless people on the ground dead from like hypothermia. So it was like it was cold, cold out there. And so Candace Payne, she, you know, was out rounding up some of the um, homeless people and she was putting them up in hotel rooms mm. to brave the cold weather. So definitely a big shout out to her. And then that gesture went viral. And uh, she was actually on Ellen this week, mm -hmm. and she received a check for fifty thousand dollars. Wow! So that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. That's amazing. Um, shout out to her because it, yo, it was freezing. It really was last week. It really was. We, I, like we were complaining, and it was just like fourteen mm -hmm. degrees, mm -hmm. you know, nine <laughs> degrees or whatever. I mean, that's still pretty cold. Yeah, but. I was gonna say anything under twenty, <laughs> I really can't comprehend. Um, but bravo to her. Kudos to her. Yes, that is amazing. Because that's am amazing. that's amazing, and like I think more people really need to be thinking about stuff like that. Like, there's this homeless man that lives across the street from my house, mm -hmm. and he like literally lives like by the corner store, so he has all of his shit set up, yeah. and he stands he stands like 22 hours a day. Oh then, like God. he he like sleeps standing up, so like he and he's like always like he has all his coats on and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It was like last week it was raining. Yeah. And it was like raining really hard. So I went out and I gave him my umbrella. But yeah, I gave really? him. Wow. Uh -huh, I gave. I went out there to Look give him you. an and umbrella. You didn't, you didn't. You didn't put it on your snap. Or your I didn't. Story? I wow. didn't. But you, you know, just missed the whole I'm just point saying of... that that is, you know, what Candace Payne just shitted on my whole story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my yeah. my story was not share worthy. But I think sometimes <laughs> it is important to share stories. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like it's like it's like a double edged sword. It's like okay, maybe you are doing it for clout. <laughs> maybe that's part of it. Yeah. But it is contagious that when you tell people I did something nice, it does kind of spread the energy and puts it out there for other people to do yeah nice that's things. true that's true um and but yeah candace Payne, she definitely uh took a whole shot on your nice gesture i think she did and i she, think that she, she did me, that she makes me look like a horrible person <laughs> right because i'm not proud to say this mm -hmm. but uh just the other day there was a woman at the bottom of the stairs mm. uh with a carriage and i just walked straight past no you did I, I just i, I walked no past you did let me tell you wait, this, let, let, well listen before you by carriage you mean a stroller a stroller yeah a stroller and you know the black girl died <laughs> last week wait what you didn't hear about the black girl no oh my god oh what black girl I live under a rock okay apparently. so then that's terrible because there's literally a girl a 22 year old black girl who died in Manhattan from trying to bring her stroller down the stairs she ended up falling 
Oh my god! Yeah, I know. Well, because of men was... like you who walk past women, <laughs> well, do listen. you know how heavy it is? Like one time, I helped this woman carry a stroller. It, well, that's listen. so heavy. Well, listen. First of all, that's a freak accident. That's not that. Um, that doesn't happen a lot. Well, uh, there's a lot. What, what happens a lot is that there's a lot of women who have to carry uh-huh. their stroller and their baby down the stairs while men, grown Wait, men, but listen, walk past. You don't. Un- you don't know what was going on. <laughs> all right, okay? let's hear you out. I, was, I had to get to a show I was here I had to be here mm. In the studio okay. Now you know If I'm not here on time There's gonna be dead air Alright Dead air is bad for business Alright Just don't take pride in, so, in ignoring a girl I didn't I'm not saying <laughs> I said I shouldn't be saying I didn't take pride in it Okay good I was just I was just sharing At the point of the show I like to be transparent With my listeners You know I'm not Just cause I'm up here I got this platform You know I look all <laughs> I look all good and stuff oh. yeah, Listen I make mistakes too all right. All right. What happened? I was run, I, I was coming from the city. I got to 14th Street. No L trains running into Brooklyn. So you know that set me back about 20, 30 minutes. And then I had to figure out ways. I had to get the M train. The M train put me like a 20 minute walk. I had like 18 minutes to come into studio to be on time. So I, I had to do what I had to do. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, tell tell that to Candace Payne who. <laughs> Listen, if you were, if you wasn't gonna care, hotel rooms for the homeless. If you wasn't gonna care about my story, you shouldn't have let me tell it. No, <laughs> I mean I think it's important for you to let it out, and you Listen. know it, it, it it's one of those things where it, it is what it is. No wait, judgment. You're, you're, wait, you're is. a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. You you mean to tell me mm-hmm. that you have not ignored someone who was obviously in need? Because you were running late somewhere. Don't tell me that you're in New York. I can't, I can't say that. So you've done it before. Mm. We've all we all have. It well, is, no one knows. You decided it, to tell. So <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is part of being a New Yorker. So you now, was, now I get to cancel you on live air, and it feels great. So yeah, sure. Listen, <laughs> you're canceled. Everybody, everybody's done what I what I just said. Okay. Look. Okay. I yeah. Sure, I that is a reasonable excuse. Yes, I was that. running late. What was I gonna say? Oh, why you wasn't on time, Ben? There was right. dead air for five minutes. Let's just oh, hope that well. there was somebody else because remember, there's a lot of young men who ignore these women. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. It was in the middle of the day, and there wasn't a soul coming down the stairs. Behind okay, me. well now you know. <laughs> Look, now you know. And so, honestly, after I don't know the how girls, long she was standing there. Not real talk but, uh, though. After this, after the girl died, when I heard that stuff, like. Yeah, no, there has been, like, honestly, I've, I have been in situations where I have been in a rush and I have not yeah, been able to help. I'm sorry, man. But now I'm going to really think about it. Only because oh, you're that, gonna think like, about it as you walk Yeah, by. because now, because th- this black girl literally died. You know, she died trying to bring her baby down I, I didn't hear about that. Um, so I'm going to try my best to do better. But here's the difference. That, that's a freak accident. Like, that is a freak accident. I've never heard of that. Sure. But, like, what the fact that, like, it? on, like, 57th Street in Manhattan. Yes, like the F train or oh something. Oh my god, that's. I don't see this. This is brother's Freak sense. accident or not, there's certain certain things that led yeah, up to yeah, it, yeah. meaning that if someone helped that's her, true. maybe she wouldn't have been in that situation. Well, she, so now. She could have been extremely proud and was like, I don't need your help. Most you people know? don't deny no, it. Yeah, you're right. So I think it's always. Even if they tell me, girl, bye, I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna try. So. <laughs> All right. Lesson learned. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for thanks to Addy for judging me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I'm a horrible person. Basically, New York. You know Candace Payne. New York. No, I'm no <laughs> Candace Payne. Um, but Candace Payne is now fifty thousand dollars richer. I don't know how much it costs her to put mm-hmm. the homeless people in the hotel room, but sometimes you do things just to be nice, just to be kind, 
and you actually end up benefiting from it far more than you ever thought in the end so yes kudos to her and kudos to the internet you know the internet doing a thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you have another shout out um no no actually i don't well i guess i should shout out the uh <clears throat> the Patriots. Um, Are you a Patriots fan? No, not at okay. all. Okay, no, but they they won a major ch- championship was won. So <laughs> yeah, shout out to them. You know, <laughs> a major championship to, uh, was won. It it's was, a great sentence for that. You know, <laughs> it wasn't much, nice and passive. It, it wasn't much of a Super Bowl, yeah. but you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> They're but, making um, America whatever again. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder. I wonder who's gonna go to the White House and who isn't. Oh, proudly they'll show up, please. <laughs> And they'll go so? ahead and eat them hamburgers. <laughs> many, many fries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh my God, why is everything Trump does funny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's not funny when it's some serious stuff, but yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, so we're going to take a break, but we got a brand new segment on the other side of the break. It's called Blow the Whistle. All right, we're going we gonna to blow the whistle Ooh-hoo. on uh, some, uh, blow the whistle. some violators out there. Blow the People whistle. who violate the culture, who violated. Me or Addy in our <laughs> personal lives, we're gonna blow the whistle on you. Okay. But that's coming up on the other side of the break. And remember, stay tuned. We got Erica Hale on the program at 6 p.m. today. Erica Hale will be on the program at 6 p.m. today. Don't go anywhere. Coming up right now is Confessions by my guy Jace. Yeah, I need ya, no stressing, you're my 
my blessing Let me have you just for one night Baby, you let me come to this one life Chips, I'm over it. Hold up, hold up. 
Niggas, I been around and I'm still around. I ain't banging, but I lay it down and I put it down. Got a dollar, what it gonna be? What you bet me? Get the money, count it carefully. Took the pedigree, stay 100 till they bury me. Shoot to marry me, it ain't finished up. Bury me and niggas next to me. Got a dollar, what it better be? What you bet me? Get the money, count it carefully. Took the pedigree, stay 100 till they bury me. Shoot to marry me, it ain't finished up. Bury me and niggas next to me. I got weed, baby, popping mollies in the heat, turning up the speed, crazy, wanna party with the cheese, baby, sip with me, baby, yeah, I got enemies, baby, it get real crazy, yo, my niggas right beside me, they not behind me, don't make somebody catch a body, now you a zombie, projects in the buildings, it ain't a palm tree, got some drugs for your baby face, talking John B. yeah, my niggas repping uptown, better duck down, free my nigga, day they out the pen, couple months now, smoke a nigga like a bus. Down, smoking dumb loud, they let hit about the dog pound, get the dough now. Got a dollar, what it better be? What you betting me? Get the money, count it carefully. Took the pedigree, stay 100 till they bury me. Streets and marry me, it ain't finished up. Curry me and niggas next to me. Got a dollar, what it better be? What you betting me? Get the money, count it carefully. Took the pedigree, stay 100 till they bury me. Streets and marry me, it ain't finished up. Curry me and niggas next to me. Thirty 
by my side, it might leave you where you stand I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the band I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside She asked me if I'm high, I say yeah, yeah, yeah Dirty by my side, it might leave you where you stand I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the band I ain't got no friends, I don't go outside She asked me if I'm high, I say yeah, yeah, yeah I ain't got no friends, I got brothers, I ain't leaving Focus on the cream, if it ain't cash, it ain't competing I like NASCARs, yeah, I like my tires screeching ay. My shawty an angel, but she in love with a demon ay. I ain't got no heart, I think I lost it for no reason Yeah, I be the king and I ain't trying to deal with treason She don't even love me, she just want me for my semen Now she mad at me, I'm just like, shawty, why you tweaking? Dirty by my side, it might leave you where you stand I ain't got no friends, I'm too focused on the band Double the cash and split it with all my ops I give them problems, chill, be cool Ain't got no anger in my heart I do not like the thoughts, they only want cash I never paid for a thought That's why I'm cooking up this music Just crack and step inside the pot I got my heart locked, I don't give it all Cause all of these thoughts is thoughts I double up the cup, fresh me out with sad and sipping the stuff Double the problems up, double the mud Until I can feel my face Double the shorties up, I don't want your body Girl, I just want the face 30 by my side, it might leave you where you stand I ain't got no friends, I'm too Focus on the band. I ain't got no friends. I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty by my side. It might leave you where you stand. I ain't got no friends. I'm too focused on the band. I ain't got no friends. I don't go outside. She asked me if I'm high. I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that was Happy Birthday, Calvin. No friends. You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And Addie is back in the building. Hi, everyone. Yeah, she uh, strong-armed me, and now we're uh, partners. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. She's great. She's great. Um, Thank you. It's been very fun doing the shows with you the last... Uh, last few weeks has it been i must say so yeah even though i um you know insult you i mean you know (laughs) i grew grew up with a lot of siblings okay uh, being insulted is is nothing and you had a lot of like sisters right i do have a lot of sisters Mm -hmm. yes so So you understand the black woman's voice exactly (laughs) the beautiful black queen Ah, yes all right so new segment blow the whistle we, we, we calling out all you violators out there that violators against the culture and violators against people like me. <laughs> I'm easily offended. So Scorpio. Exactly. <laughs> He's Drake blooded. Scor- <laughs> Drake is Ben blooded. How about that? <laughs> oh. How about that? Ooh, okay. We'll see. But now nah, blow the whistle. Uh, I'm going to start us off. Okay. What you got? All right. Demi Lovato and Tommy Loren thought... Uh, that they was down enough to laugh at the same jokes we was laughing at. Oh, okay, so I, I feel like we have to separate the two. So what? Tell tell me, Tommy, Tommy, whatever the hell the bitch name okay. is. <laughs> okay. The tweaking bitch. She <laughs> she just be out of pocket and be talking crazy. Word, she was just word. singing Twenty One Savage's song on her <laughs> Instagram story, and then all of a sudden it was like he's the 
drug dealer. He's a, or he's a gangbanger, and he, you know, he's he's not from this country. He he sh- he should be deported, and just kind of like speaking to her base about it. Yeah. So fuck her um, for being racist, and so she shouldn't speak about it because her her opinion was in malice towards his situation. Mm-hmm. So I think that's different from Demi Lovato's situation because mm. Demi Lovato was just like she was on Twitter as we all were looking at. Twitter feeds yeah. while the Super Bowl was on and there were really funny ass memes regarding the <laughs> 21 Savage situation now Yo, is memes, it funny those, that those he's getting deported hilarious. absolutely not and is no. it strategic and calculated fuck yeah Probably. and fuck yeah. ice but when he has a song that says I have shooters out in red and there's a meme <laughs> next to it that has the red coat oh my god <laughs> Yeah. With guns, the same red coats that we learned about in history class. That's hilarious. It's objectively hilarious. When they dub, and, <laughs> when they dub mm. Roman Shaq's voice. On, <laughs> on and while I don't stop. think that white people should laugh and giggle at everything that we do, I think that this yeah. is one of those things where it's fair game because that was objectively <laughs> hilarious. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I do feel bad giving her blow the whistle, but she tried it. Uh, she got to be. Mm-hmm. She got to. You got nah. We had to we had to put it on this one because she well, played herself. Well, then why do we draw the line here? Because I mean, it's not this, no line. It's just like you know, yo, we can laugh at this. You can, yeah. All but right? then you know, you have a lot of like, especially like rappers bringing a lot of these white women into the culture. They're introducing it. That's Taylor true. Swift is on you know Kendrick Lamar songs. That is true. You have Miley Cyrus, all those black men that well, supported she did, her when she, she was yeah, black. She denounced at the time that she right. She of course she denounced her she blackness denounced. now. <laughs> Uh, Two Chains was mad at Ariana Grande. Now mm-hmm. he's on her song. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't. You you, you gotta you mm-hmm. gotta pick a side. We can't we be are, mad. We are a very forgiving people, whether mm-hmm. that is to a fault or not. We mm-hmm. are. I don't even know if it's forgiving as far as more so like financial. Like yeah, that's, you that want the white true. girl money. So it's just like we look. My thing is just be consistent. That's right. my thing. It's like if if we're on this page of like. They can't laugh about anything that we do. Then, then be don't consistent. Don't okay. bring don't bring yeah. them in to make money off of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right, you're right, you're right. Get crossover dollars. But then, but then mm-hmm. the, the people that was coming for Demi Lovato. I she, thought that was so fucked she up. She has since deleted her Twitter. That's like, because I of that was what so happened. Mean. Yeah, uh, boozy baby. Come on, bro. We laugh at junkies in the hood. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, I felt like that was not. <laughs> oh, the, you don't you don't think you don't think it's as funny as I thought. I thought the consequence didn't match the crime. <laughs> the girl really has been struggling. It was a very heavy-handed consequence. It really was, and everybody was laughing at. Like everybody was laughing at yeah, it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, true. everybody feel, was laughing. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like I don't know. I feel like sometimes you know, black Twitter could be bullies. Yeah, they that's really true. Can just be. like just like the internet period, though. Mm-hmm. Like. Don't get me wrong. I got a couple of Demi Lovato joints in my in my playlist. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. front. You know that that uh, sorry not sorry joint is, mm-hmm. is hard. I'm not gonna front. She can actually sing. Yeah, she. I did see her live and mm-hmm. she, can she can sing. sing. What she was she doing really at sing. her? Well, I, you know I got little sisters, right? Oh, so, you know, you know, back. You know, I was trying to be a good brother. You know what oh, I'm okay, saying? good. Yeah, 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 yeah. How back in the day? <laughs> uh, what was it like? Two thousand. It wasn't that long ago. Two thousand ten, maybe. Uh, that was that was actually uh, quite a while ago. Yeah, my little sister. She uh, she was performing at Arrow Pastel, and she, oh. you know, I was I was available, so I said, all right, I'll take you. Oh, um, and then nice. we went, and I uh, I was big enough to. Maneuver through the crowd and mm. get a good spot, you know. Oh. Big black dude, no one's really gonna push back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Can't relate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, nah, I got to blow the whistle on Demi Lovato though. You tried okay. it. You tried it. All right. All right. Well, I will unblow the whistle back so she is neutral. 
<laughs> so she's leave Demi alone. No. Oh man, I Tommy, think, Tommy I, Loren, you tried. You played yourself tried hard because that joke wasn't even funny. If you came with a funny joke, exactly, it wouldn't have been as hard. Like that one, it was just, it was just too long. Mm-hmm. That was not the lyric to use for Twenty One Savages. You know, uh, mm-hmm. immigration woes. That right. was just not the. No, there's a whole it. bunch of other lyrics you could have substituted and used, but you tried it, Tommy. So we got to blow the whistle on mm-hmm. that ass. Bye, Ashy. Demi Lovato, <laughs> you just got caught in the crossfire. Demi Lovato is a product of the Super Bowl not being entertaining. That's what it yeah. was. The Super Bowl was not entertaining, so we took to Twitter and was just like, "Man, what else is going on?" I actually took a nap mm-hmm. during the game. Damn. The second quarter, I was like, I just can't. Mm. You know, was it clear that the Patriots were going to win the whole time? <laughs> I didn't know who was going to win. It was three mm. zero at the time. I was just like, I would much rather sleep and wake up and see the trophy being raised. <laughs> like the game got to a point where, so last year was to me a very exciting game. Obviously, my favorite team won, so I'm gonna the Saints, the Eagles last Eagles, year. Okay, the were Eagles they versus the Saints? Um, who, who was last year? Last year was the Patriots and the, and the Eagles. Oh, damn, yeah, the, the Patriots, Patriots always make yeah. it. So that game was exciting because it was like, I don't know who's going to win. This year, the game got to a point where I was like, somebody please win. Mm. Like, it was it was a little drag. It was a bit of a drag. And I didn't appreciate seeing Adam Levine's nipples. I need to blow the whistle on Adam Levine. I didn't put that in the show map. But God <laughs> damn it, Adam funny. Levine, I need to see your damn nipples. All right. You're clearly Ooh. on something on HGH or something because you just sit behind the desk all day on The Voice Help. and <laughs> you just push buttons and your, tear, your chair turns around. <laughs> so when did you get all ripped and jacked? And why you get to show nipples? But our sister. Janet Jackson. Uh, there we go. Her beautiful there, nipple no, was exposed go. when I was just at the tender. I was the tender age of of eleven years old. You said her beautiful was nipple. Was it? Yeah, I was like eleven or twelve, and it was effectively the first nipple that I've seen Dead. Uh, live. So shout out to you, Janet Jackson. Come back to the Super Bowl performance. Come back, please, with nipple. <laughs> yes, but um, we, we would yeah, love to Adam, see Adam Levine. You just got caught in the crossfire of my blow the whistle. So, oh well. Um, <laughs> uh, who else you got? You got you want blow the whistle on somebody? Yeah. Um. So CeeLo Green, um, he was like f these protesters, and I think he was like trying to celebrate his friend Big Boy, oh. who got in the platform for yeah. performing during the halftime, yes. and in celebration of. <laughs> See, uh, of Big Boy, he decided yeah. with passion <laughs> and vigor <laughs> to be like f the protesters. Parentheses, <laughs> me and Colin Kaepernick <laughs> and a few solid others yeah. who resisted the NFL. Uh, watching the NFL games. Look, I'm not even giving myself that much credit. I never was a huge NFL watcher, so it wasn't like a big thing for me. That's my thing about the protest. Sorry, I'm so yeah. sorry to cut you mm-hmm. off. But that's my thing about the protesters. A good 85% of y'all <laughs> did not watch football to begin with. Nope. And y'all coming for the diehards. Basically. All right? You don't know nothing else to do on Sunday yeah. but go to church and watch football. Yeah. You like, see, my thing is, like, I'm far... Like, I, it was more so for me. Not It was less of an individual thing. It was more so just like, damn, I just wish we would come together more. Yeah, right? Yeah. And I think that for the protesters, as for the reasons you brought up last week, you know, it would have been... It, the protest would have, have had more weight if it wasn't just Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And not to say that that is what... Sh- should be what it takes but I like that's just what it kind of would take and um so it wasn't like I was at home like oh I'm not watching it and I'm mad at everybody who is it was just more so I was just sad for Colin Kaepernick because it was just like this man has really sacrificed his career 
you know, to do this shit for us. And that was like the, the, the hard part. But anyway, what I am especially mad at is CeeLo deciding to say F these protesters. Yo. All right, fine. <laughs> go ahead. Watch the damn football. Like, you know, no one was like, even though people were protesting, most people were like doing so kind of quietly. It wasn't yeah, like, yeah. fuck you, you guys for watching. Because there was a lot of people who were watching. So it's kind of hard to draw the line there. Yeah, right. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't even that like rah rah. That was ghetto. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it's like that rah rah. But for him to then go ahead and say f these protesters, that was just so unnecessary, Zelo. Yeah, that was just really nasty. And I, I laugh because I'm like, yo, this guy, he just never knows what to say. Mm. Like he just never knows. Has what to he say. been in this situation before? He's been in situation. There's been several situations before Explain. where he has just said the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Do you remember a few years back? When he was under investigation, and this is what actually oh. lost cost him his job on The Voice. He was under investigation for um for sexual assault. Oh God! Do you remember that? I he- I heard about it on social media, said, but I don't remember. And now he tweeted out during that situation. This is what led to him getting fired from The Voice. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. He tweeted out during that situation. How does she? How something to the effect of <laughs> how does she know it was me if she says she doesn't remember anything? Like he tweeted out something crazy, what? like yeah, and then oh my god, this guy should not have social That's like media. The worst defense. He ever. should not have social media at That's all. Like the worst defense. Yeah, and then ever. He, he won his way back into our hearts by dressing up like a gold, uh, like a gold brick on one of these red carpets. <laughs> and then remember when the Samsung phones were blowing up on everybody? Yeah, yeah. He did like a spoof video where his blew up, mm. and we kind of just kind of eased them we back. Sh- into we the shifted phone. the attention. <laughs> yeah. to... we were like, oh my god, we almost lost CeeLo mm. and we kind of shifted the attention. But he Look, def- like people he... need to people also just to the pause there because like people just need to like catch on to that strategy. You just do something else stupid <laughs> yeah, in a like... different genre of stupid. Yeah, that really does distract people. Yo, you know? seriously, it has. unless you're a black woman, it has. <laughs> It, it kind of works for everybody else. Well, yeah, it doesn't really work for women, honestly, in general. Mm. Well, CeeLo, we got to blow the whistle on that ass, dog. Sorry. Mm. Pause. That's not crazy. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm going to edit that out. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I, I got to blow the whistle on Vogue. Yeah, I didn't know. Th- I, I saw this in the notes. I saw a post. I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. There was a post that said, mm-hmm. um, straight black men silence on Jesse Smollett's attack is toxic. Vogue posted that. That's what they said. It was Shut like up. a. It might have been an op-ed piece. No, I was okay. Let me hold on. <laughs> look, me, you could you could look because I feel the like post. that's quite an overstep. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it could just be the internet playing tricks, but <laughs> okay. Wait, there's so many layers to this particular statement it because could, I saw I saw right, ahead, I saw the off. actual post. But mm-hmm. if it is in fact true. What the hell straight black man got to do with, with, with Jesse Smollett getting attacked? The man, first of all, the man got attacked, but it wasn't what he said happened. All right. I promise you that. He was out there looking for some trim late at night and got in the wrong neighborhood and got caught up. That's what probably happened. So. And that, and that, sorry. This no, is like a two parter. Again, I, I forgot off. to put this. Jesse Smollett want to come back. And call himself Gay Tupac. That's where I got. That's where I was just like, because you know where I stood last week, which was like, like yo, dude. And I generally stay in the same place, but bro, dude, Tupac got beat by police, bro. He got he he went to jail for for rape that he didn't commit. And the two people who did it were there in the court to talk yes, about it. Exactly. So. Gay Pop, still... Gay Tupac, really Tupac. Mm-hmm. That's the comparison you want to make. 
because you took a, a, a couple kicks from some some Timberland boots of some MAGA wearers, MAGA uh, enthusiasts. So you say, yeah, and you call Look, yourself gay Tupac. Come on, bro. Nah, I, I feel you know. I feel like th- this is the challenge with identity politics because I'm one of those people who. I'm absolutely always inclined to believe the people who are not usually believed. Right. That's my default. So, you know, I, I don't have the hangups that you would have as a, um, I guess, a straight a straight man mm-hmm. of any race. But I, you know, that's always my default. But at the same time, I'm not fighting for the right for, for example, black women, women of color, gay, gay people um, to 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 just say whatever and to automatically believe them. I feel like that's the critique that we have of like black men who like just automatically believe like Bill Cosby or R. Kelly that like, bro, just because he's a black man doesn't mean that he's not a rapist. Yeah, And we challenge that and we question that. So for me, the alternative is not, oh, let me just believe you because you're gay or let me just believe you because you're a black woman. I'm going to look at the facts Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take that into consideration. And from what we all saw, I think we can it, it, it's safe to say that there's certain things that there's still questions there so for me I feel like to then jump to I'm the gay Tupac is <laughs> it's just a step ahead of maybe some gaps in information that we could all have yeah so I and, and on top of that that statement I mean I don't know and I'm not a gay black man so I'm not gonna speak for them and I you know I, if, if anyone please challenge me on this um I saw a straight black man actually defending Jesse Smollett I saw that mm-hmm. And maybe there was A lot questioning them uh, Questioning them too But I think this When something's Objectively questionable It's questionable Regardless of like Your race g- uh, Gender Sexuality There's just details Of this story I don't care who you put Whose face you put On the story Yeah I don't care whose face You put on the story I'm not hung up on that I'm looking I watch way too much Criminal Minds I'm a very logical person I watch way too much Criminal Minds Way too much This this, this, this is my evidence Watch way too much Criminal, <laughs> criminal minds, minds Way too much SVU all but all of, like, So I'm looking at I'm looking at What I'm presented uh-huh, with uh-huh. And because of just A lot of the things Going back There's still a lot of things That we just don't know So to me What's My thing is I'd rather just not Have an opinion Than to force someone Into believing everything That I say Right You know So I don't know And this I feel means, like that's quite a statement This leads me to believe that this was I mean maybe he's making this bigger than it actually is mm-hmm. because he was about to start performing and going on tour and dr- releasing music and you know and that's the thing with I with and when I say identity politics I mean that means automatically believing the person that that you relate to as far as their identity goes yeah. just because they said something that is automatically true there's a lot of black people who say a lot of bullshit so if I was right. to believe everything that a black person says, I would be fucked. Like, what if I was just to be like, oh, well, Stacey Dash will speak for me. That would that would be dumb, right? <laughs> There's At the end of the day, people are human. Silly. Just because you're yeah. black or just because you're a woman, just because that doesn't mean that you're automatically correct. I think we need to, like, yeah, we're fighting for to move into the direction where people are not automatically doubted. Marginalized people are not automatically doubted for their stories. Right. But the alternative is not automatically believing them. The alternative is carefully considering the information presented in front of you for everybody. That is the alternative. So I just right. feel like we need to be more critical of what we receive mm-hmm. and not just because we want to show allegiance or demonstrate whatever solidarity that we can't have an opinion anymore. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of where we're going, especially with social media, because you have a lot of people who bully you into your opinions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I'm an independent thinker, so I'm one of those people. I wasn't there. I didn't. I'm looking at the evidence. I'm waiting for more. That's where I stand. Yeah. 
I'm waiting for more. Mm. <laughs> well, <clears throat> our final blow the whistle for today. <laughs> Yo, six nine, what's going on with you? What he do? Apparently, he's working with the feds. Now, I'm actually uh, this is a this is a blow the whistle that I was torn on. Okay. Because on the one when on the one hand, you know, growing up in the hood, they kind of impress on you this whole not nah, don't snitch no matter what mentality. <laughs> but then there's also the other side of it that the people that he's snitching on tried to kill him. The people that he's snitching on mm. was giving his mother's address to club promoters so that oh. they could put hands on her. Six nine did not show up for their show. So these are the same people that he Damn. is riding and cooperating with. On the other hand, people say, "Oh well, he was gang banging with them. He's admitted to it. It's true. He was selling drugs with them. He was putting hits out on people and carrying on and acting in concert Prob- with these people. And probably at his command. Think about it. Yeah. And <laughs> he so was the one who was the most people are like, well, control. how could you do that? And mm-hmm. then when when things go down the path that it goes down for people in this, living this lifestyle, mm-hmm. now you want to snitch and now you want to act like you weren't a part of it. So I was a little bit torn on this blow the whistle. Yeah. Because it's like, yo, these dudes were caught on tape uh, talking about planning to kill me, talking about robbing me, talking about a promoter telling me like they just got that my mother's address from my manager mm-hmm. saying that if my if I don't show up to your show, you can go and do something to my mother. Ooh. So changes the game. Yeah. So I'm a little bit on the boat on two sides of the fence with it. But at yeah. the end of the day, he was people did warn him. Mm-hmm. People did try to tell him that this is what was going to happen if he mm-hmm. continued the way he continued. Mm-hmm. And he didn't listen. He right. said that he wasn't touchable. And when he started to wise up, it was just too late. So yeah, got to blow the whistle. You have to blow the whistle. And let me you got tell you warned, you, bro. Let me tell you, we have to blow the whistle because from what I've seen and from what I saw as far as Takashi's doings, it was that it was all by his own hand. He was the one on Instagram. He was the one on social media calling yeah. people out. Yeah. He was the one pulling up to Chicago for clout. It was, right? It, it was three so in the morning. People, <laughs> yeah. So like his team, of course, the they want right. money. They want to be. They right. want to be associated with Takashi. They want to be. Yeah. Um. You know, they want that association. So they're gonna do as he says, right? They're gonna do if if he needs somebody taken care of, they ain't doing nothing else. They would have taken care of someone in the hood for free. So yeah, exactly. you know, by his own direction, because of the drama that he put himself in, he then had to organize these people around him to do for him. Yeah. So it's like you can't snitch on the people that you decided that you would bring to uh, t- to cover you or to shield yeah, you, and then to throw them under the bus mm. um, as if it was just their own doing or if it was or if it was their own idea to go ahead and like defend you no you put yourself in a situation where you needed to be defended and everyone knew that you can't put your hands on them because you are a celebrity so you have to organize the people around you to help you you got caught and so it's just kind of like you kind of have to take the l on one hand but what you said as far as people threatening his family and whatever that does challenge that does challenge that but at the end of the day he still has to take the l he has yeah. to take the L on that one because it's just like, it's even tough. though it's one of those weird situations, it's still like you put everyone in the situation where they had to engage in illegal activity from mm-hmm. what I've seen. You yeah. put yourself on Instagram telling people this and that and you had to back it up. And these were the people who are backing up your words, the words that you decided to say. So you started it, you know. Yeah. And what you decide and you can't then just turn your back on them completely and not take at least an L for it. At least half an L <laughs> for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Hey, people warned you, man. It was you know what? It was all good mm-hmm. just a week ago. 
<laughs> just, just last year this time 69 was Free Takashi though Yeah <laughs> Free Takashi Yo I saw You know what I got to see his last performance ever Did you? He came out at Powerhouse I was in the building oh. He got arrested like two weeks later Oh you radio folk Get inv- invitations Well you know I almost got backstage with Cardi B oh. It was this close Well Offset would have killed you so Oh, I, I was gonna say nothing to her. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. Um, so that was blow the whistle, the new segment we will have uh, moving forward each and every week. And uh, we got Erica Hale, published author, coming up on the other side of the break. You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy. Hello, everyone. By my <laughs> side, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Coming up right now is Jungle by Prince Tuan. It's Ben Talks, the best in the world. We'll be right back. I'm from the jungle. Even the royal down, I had to rumble. You don't know how to fight, you gonna stumble. You better had a rock, you getting fumbled. Yeah. I'm from the jungle. If you don't own a pipe, you getting tumbled. You don't know how to hustle, you gon' struggle. But if you try to hustle, you get crumbled. Yeah. Forgiveness. No, I don't forget, but I'm forgiven. I stay to myself, I mind my business. I run up that check and count them digits. Yeah. Forgiveness. No, I don't forget, but I'm Myself and my, my business I run up that check and count them digits Don't save her She don't wanna be saved I should've played her Since she wanna be Cause you see me later On that PT stage Ain't doing favors Even if she giving brain I'm on some new shit Yeah, I'm riding with my dog That's who be do shit Hey, please don't call your boy You get his crew hit Yeah, my runners running time to a loose Hey, they don't play with that word They carry pool sticks This is true shit Most these niggas rapping about some fool shit Talking about them guns they never using. Talking about them drugs they be abusing. Do too much shit for niggas getting nuisance. When they do shit for me they tryna prove shit. Man I'm tired of showing love I'm on some cruel shit. No, don't do them how they do you that ain't cool shit. Well, personal development it got me cooling. I can't block my blessings gon' keep moving. No, blessing and finessing what I'm doing. So, so much text off Instagram deserve a blue one. Like a star, bitch, I'm spitting hard shit Everything I say approve, this ain't no fucking fraud shit You asking, you rapping, they decline, they know you frauding Used to sell that fucking Reggie Bush out them apartment Now we falling I come from the jungle You been the royal down, I had to rumble You don't know how to fight, you gonna stumble You better had a rock, you getting fumbled yeah. I'm from the jungle If you don't own a pipe, you getting tumbled You don't know how to hustle, you gon' struggle but if you try to hustle, you get crumbled Forgiveness No, I don't forget, but I'm forgiven I stay to myself, I mind my business I run up that check and count them digits Forgiveness No, I don't forget, but I'm forgiven I stay to myself, I mind my business I run up that check and count them digits
link no more, can't link no more People acting shady Sometimes my intuition Help me see through the lie Cardi got Hilton lens Pulling off in the off-white band You know me, pippin' Ain't never slipping. You saw me out, now you distant Acting different Salted I like the food in your kitchen When I hit it, I'm on target Never missing Girl, listen Just cause we fucking Does that make you feel entitled? Told you what it was You acting like you being lied to Always worried when I'm not around you. Thought we'd be cool, but I'm probably better without you. Tip attack, you be emotional, being spiteful. I ain't trippin', never dissin'. You know what I do? Still drippin', bends whippin', flexin' the rival. Try to catch his way. Busy streaming on title. People acting shady, people acting shady. That's just how it goes. Uh, I could see you through the lies. Cardi L, Hilton Land. I can't pretend. They so phony, they so phony. They don't know me, no. In the off white pants. Pulling off in the off white pants. Dipping on, trusting no new friends. So it ain't enough time in the day. I try talking, try loving and comfort you. But you just wanna fight and complain. Helen Keller don't see what you do. Helen Keller don't hear what I say. You tell me I get on your nerves. But you do the same shit every day. Why you always arguing and conversating? I'm just trying to fuck. I don't got time for complaining. Got a back ticket, don't got time for no sleazy hoe. So if you ain't contributing, then you gotta go. Remember back when it was fun, yeah. I made you laugh, but now I'm corny and dumb, yeah That shit's so sad, can you just make up your mind, yeah Can you just make up your mind, Yes, yes, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis and Addy by my side. What's going on? What's really All good? right. So, as this, advertised. Oh, this you got, right here is my swag. <laughs> All right. So, as advertised, we have on the phone Erica Hill, who is a published author. Erica, can you hear me? Yes, I can. All right. Well, welcome to Ben Talks. We're happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hi, Addie. How are you? Can you hear me? Uh, Addie, did you? you oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. No, it's, it, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, she was uh, wanted to say what's up to you. you know? Oh, what's really good? What's up? Thank you for <laughs> calling in. Not a problem. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, of course. Of course. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, so... Uh, if those of you are listening, Erica Hale, uh, like, as advertised, is a published author. She currently has the book uh, Invisible Empire, which is out now. That's been out for uh, a few months, right? Yeah, it's about, it's about a year. Uh-huh. It's about a year. Yep. 
All right. So uh, if now for those listening who maybe hasn't heard of the the book Invisible Empire, uh, try to tell us a little something about the book uh, without giving it away so that we can go out and buy it. Okay. simple premise. We have a young lady who is part of the FBI who has uh, sent out for an early retirement. And in doing so, uh, currently all the cops that have killed unarmed African-Americans across the country are being murdered by a vigilante group. So it is her job, very reluctantly, to uh, find out who are killing these cops that have killed uh, black people all across the country. And she has partnered up with her ex-boyfriend, something that she's not really too happy about, Mm -hmm. but um, she has to get a job done. That sounds really good. Okay. It sounds juicy. All right, so what kind of so obviously you're, you're talking about the the cops who murdered um unarmed black men. Uh, so I I'm gonna go ahead and assume that a lot of this book was inspired by stuff you saw in the news, right? Stuff you saw in your community. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, the book kind of sparked out of anger. To mm-hmm. be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. after the Trayvon Martin trial, yes, I was so like just I, I know I'm not the only one. I was so upset i was so hurt that you could have a teenage boy in his own neighborhood be murdered and a jury of his peers could say that's okay mm-hmm. right. that's uh you know that was it hurt and i remember sitting at my parents house just watching the trial i was on vacation and i was sitting there and i was watching it and i was like i said i was just so upset and that's kind of like the birthplace of Invisible Empire, where it kind of started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's about to be the anniversary of his death, actually, right? Uh, coming up next week, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he had—he would have been twenty-four, I think, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Su- Can such you imagine? A shame. That? It was—that's—I mean, that was some years ago. So yeah, yeah he was been twenty-four years old, mm-hmm. living his life. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. Wow. So, does any like part of your life like? In, like have an influence in, in your writing or in your writing for um, this book excuse me I'm, I'm battling a cold excuse me <clears throat> excuse me um I've never thank god I have a stepson I have nephews I'm, I'm married to a black man uh, my brother my father black men and I've never had to experience that type of loss by um, mm-hmm. someone that is said to protect me so I, I, that's never happened. But um, mm-hmm. like I said, it just kind of came from a place of what if. Right. What if that happened to what if that happened to my husband? Exactly. What if that it happened, happened to anybody? My best, my homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Stuff yeah. like that. And um, and as writers, we kind of pick up things. You know, we hear things and we see things. And it was it was one of those things where I couldn't escape from it. It was yeah. constantly. It was like. You know, you have Sandra Bland. I mean, uh, Freddie Gray. You have. It was like once a week, a black man was mm-hmm. taken from us, yeah. from people that were sworn to protect us. Right. And it, it it just came from an angry place, and that's basically where it came from. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm, I can imagine that was pretty cathartic to write. You know, to write all of that out and to get your feelings out in your writing, and oh, yeah. for the narrative to be about apprehending these people and. Oh, yeah. taking them down so um how did that how 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 was it how was what was your emotional process from the beginning to the end of the book i think you know you it, with any process it's kind of like you get the t- the 12 steps of, of grief you know you have that loss and you're hurt i wrote i was in because the only thing i could think of is you know my stepson 
Mm-hmm. My my husband, you know, when he leaves from here, like feelings like that, and then you have your own, I guess, mental, ju- you know, justice. If, if that's justice at all for for uh, these fictional characters, um, mm-hmm. and that's all you really can do. Um, but it was a breath of fresh air because it was the the outcome that I wanted. So, yeah. 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 So uh, for for those of us listening, man, uh, Erica Hale is on the line right here on Ben Talks Radio Free Brooklyn. She has a book out now called The Invi- uh, Invisible Empire, and she's also the writer of the uh, Tomahawk series. Uh, so she 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 she's doing some she's, she's making some noise out here, right? Right, Erica? Yeah, you making some trying, noise out here. Trying. Uh, don't don't be so modest. There's no room for modesty on Ben Talks. Okay. I got it. I got it. Like excellence. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. Uh, okay. So uh, I believe you. So you're from. Uh, let me, if I remember this correctly, you're from uh, Washington, but you currently live in Memphis. Nashville. Nashville. There we go. Close. I was. I was close. close. I was. Close. You was close. I wasn't close yes. at all. But thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were in the same state. Same state. At least you was in yeah. Tennessee. There you go. I mean, you was close. See, I know my. Yeah. Ge- I know my geographical <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, so you you live in in Nashville now. And you're from Washington. I just I'm just curious as to like what was it like as because uh, I've been in New York all my life. Uh, you know, I never really lived anywhere else. So I want to know what was it like growing up as as a black woman in in those communities. Was were you in a community that was predominantly black? Were you kind of the needle in oh, the no, haystack? No. What was oh, it no, like? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> my family was the first black family in the neighborhood. Oof! Wow. Um, I was one of five black kids in my whole elementary school. Um, yeah, so er, yeah, so that, was, that had um, to be rough. It was rough. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was um, you. My mom and I had this conversation not too long ago, and my father did what every black father did. He got us out to get. We were from Washington D.C. Okay, and um. I was a baby. I was just born. Me and my brother are 14 years apart. I was mm-hmm. the, the the non-planned child, so <laughs> that's what that was. And but you out here, but you out here writing books, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm what, doing what I do. Look what's, at what's your what's your brother saying, doing? No offense, but what's your brother, brother doing? Huh? Nothing. Nothing. Exactly. No, brother, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now my brother is a good guy. That's that's my dude. My brother is yeah. That's that's yeah. Role model right there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he um. Like I said, we're 14 years apart, and they started putting metal detectors in my brother's school. And my dad was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, we got to go. We got to go somewhere else. So he just, you know, did what, like a black father would. He wanted to put us in a better environment, put us in a better school, and things like that. So we basically went from one Washington to the other, across the cross-country. Did he just like I'm sorry to cut you up But did he just like Spin a Did he spin a globe And just his finger Landed on Washington Like what Why Washington (laughs) Out of like all places You know usually When when we leave The you know Anywhere up north We go Down south So it's it's just I'm just curious Why Washington But was there a reason Behind it Okay I'm finna tell you Okay Okay, My dad Is the oldest of six So all his brothers All his sisters They all lived In Alaska because they all work for Alaska Airlines. Oh, so, okay, okay. My grandmother, they everyone, like I said, everyone lived in Alaska except my father and my mom. And my grandmother said, "Come on up here, it's a great opportunity. We're doing big things in Alaska." Blah 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 blah. 
So we're about to go. The hub at the airport moved to Washington State. So my dad switched plans, and we all moved to Washington State. Oh, and okay. They did a hiring freeze. I know it's kind of funny. Get my blue family all the way out there. Did a hiring freeze. My father, I'm sure you guys heard of Boeing, mm-hmm. the yeah. airplane. My father retired from Boeing as a tool maker there. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. So, like, so you, you were the first black, uh, you were one of five black kids in your school, you said? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, how much of, like, that experience helped you when it came to uh, when you decided that you would start writing books and writing uh, novels? Oh, it was everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you pull from all your experiences. Yeah. Um, the experiences are, are who make, you know, that's what makes you. You are your experiences. So um, it wasn't as bad as people thought it was, mm-hmm. but you always went through school knowing that you were different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You always knew that while the girl that sat next to you, she listened to White Snake. And I listened to Guy and New Edition. You know what I mean? Oh, so that, look at that. Big. Okay. Guy and New yeah, Edition. So, you okay. know what I'm saying? But yeah, I yeah. think it, it, it was just always that contrast of things that, you know, they didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you were talking about, you know, Kumo D and stuff like that, they would be like, huh? Like Public Enemy, huh? Right. They didn't listen. I don't understand what that is. So it was always, you always knew that you were different. But I grew up knowing all LL Cool J stuff and all Metallica. I was raised in Seattle, so that's the birthplace of grunge music. Mm-hmm. So I knew Nirvana, uh, Nine Inch Nails. I knew all that music. Yeah. So it was like I was like the like the Google of music. So I, yeah. that's just how we were. You know, me and my brother were raised up. We knew everything. Okay. And it's a it's a very broad culture. I'm sure Washington is somewhat like New York is like a melting pot. So we grew up with Hispanics, um, Ethiopians, people from the Ukraine, uh, Koreans. Yeah. We grew up with such a melting pot. It was at the time I reached high school, everybody was like the kid next to you. Was, like I said, could be Ethiopian, and you know you have uh, biracial students there. So it was we had a lot of different. Yeah, cultures so, and races so you had a lot you had a lot of diversity basically growing up oh, yeah. pretty much yeah oh yeah there's no, see, that's nothing like my neighborhood it was black kids in front of me black kids behind <laughs> me black kids next to really? me really so you <laughs> wow. know i caught myself you know trying to be fancy wanted to go to white school and cut for college <laughs> and i was i was begging right. to go back so <laughs> i'm sure because it's once you go you be like, oh god, and i wanted to get out of washington so bad i yeah. had to get out i was just like i can't I can't do this anymore <laughs> as so, an adult. I was like, I can't. So when I got married, we moved to Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you went. You went from Washington. Is. What What was the culture shock for that? That was a. That was like being hit by a bus. Yeah, it I was could imagine. like <laughs> I I couldn't. I was like I said, I was so used to seeing different people. Right. It was when I lived in Birmingham. It was white people and black people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. You didn't see Asians. You didn't see Hispanic. I'm used to seeing, you know, Pacific Islanders. One of my friends from school, her whole family, they're from Fuji, Fiji, excuse me. So they're Fujian. I'm used to seeing different cultures and stuff. And it was like, it was just black people and white people. And it's very, it's still very segregated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still, I mean, big. Like, 
Yeah, and then, and, you know, from being from the North, you're thinking like, oh, the civil rights, you know, everybody's, you know, this is the birthplace of the civil rights. Everybody's, you know, holding hands and loving each other. No. Mm-hmm. No, nah, nothing like that. That, huh? wasn't, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> oh man! So uh, it's been it's been great having you on. Uh, just real quick, uh, I want to get your opinion on this last thing before you go. We, uh, I, sorry, what was that? Oh, I, I said I, I wanted to get your opinion on on just one more thing before I let you go. Sure, sure. Liam Neeson's comments. He came out. He said he had a, a, a family member that was raped by a black man, and for about two weeks he walked around pretty much head hunting for black men. Now, as someone who, you know, again, your your novel is about unarmed black men being killed by at the hands of police. And then you mentioned Trayvon Martin. Uh, he was killed by someone. I mean, he wasn't a cop, but he was still someone who, you know, felt he took it upon himself to try to rectify the, the, the black population in his neighborhood, whatever have you. But I want to know what your thoughts on, on Liam Neeson's comments and him coming out saying he's not a racist. And I just want to know how you feel about that whole thing. I think. <clears throat> we have been brainwashed to think um, you ask your average middle middle American person are, are you a racist they're going to say no right? because they have this thought that a racist is a person that just drops the n-word all the time mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. goes out of their way to discriminate and that's not true Liam Neeson to answer your question he is a racist <laughs> can he change yeah has he changed? No. Because any person in their right mind would have never told that story. Exactly. He figured his white privilege would protect him. He mm-hmm. didn't think he was going to get this backlash because if he did, he would have never said it. So to answer the question, yes, he is. And I think he um, he's getting his wake up moment right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Um, they canceled the premiere of the movie that was supposed to stick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They canceled the red carpet event that he was supposed to have because of the backlash. They didn't want people coming out throwing sticks and stones and bottles at his head like he deserves right. to have thrown at his head for saying that oh yeah oh man but it's been an absolute pleasure having you on erica um oh, uh, tell you. all the listeners you know where they can find your book and if you want them to follow you on any of your social medias i'll give you a chance to plug yourself right now before we let you go not a problem um you can go to my website that's e lane hale that's e-l-a-n-e-h-a-l-e com or you can also go to Amazon and you can get a list of all of my publishings at Erica Hale. Um, I'm on Facebook at um, author Erica Hale. Um, I'm on Instagram E N H. What is it? Eleven twenty two. Yes. Okay. Yes. Eleven twenty two. But you can always hit me up there. Um, and again, thanks for having me. And God bless y'all. Absolutely, it's been Thank an absolute so pleasure. Got to do this again sometime. Make sure you guys. Go and get that book, Invisible Empire. Mm-hmm. Support by Erica black women. Hale. Absolutely. That was that was a joy. Yeah. That was a joy. You ready to take a break and we come back? We got these trending topics for you. And Don't At Me is coming in this hour as well. We will be right back. We're taking a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. And the best Addie. in the world. Ben Lewis and Addie live in studio. Addie always. Coming up right now is Night by Keys Van Gogh.
fucked up, faded, I'm jaded, confused, I'm washed out, wasted, can't shake it over you. The good life, we had one, I bid you adieu. The more I go for you, the more I seem to lose. Every now and then I feel a type of way. Mm, every now and then I spend night and day. Yeah, steady on the wave. I stay wide awake. Mm, try to numb the pain. I cannot escape. And so I'm been with my niggas. Ain't got shit to lose. Mm, trying to make these moves. We got shit to Keys Van Go with Night right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. You're tuned into Ben Talks, the best in the world, Ben Lewis. I want to give a shout out to Erica Hale for coming on Ben Talks. That was a dope interview. That was. She's I wish dope. I wish we could talk to her for a whole hour. Yeah. That was that was she seems like she has a lot of like insightful things to say. Right. Right in time for Black History Month. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Black girl magic. Tell them stories and like once again, black women doing the work. Black women doing the work. I mean, no, nah, I mean, I'm not gonna take that in the way. I <laughs> don't. Love, I love me some black. Don't, because look at our, even with our platform, we're talking about issues that yeah disproportionately affect black men because that matters to us. Yeah, we mean, are, we are, we are one. That's how we see it. Exactly. So exactly. 
and I've I've got caught up because for my for my mm-hmm. love of uh, black women, so <laughs> got to be careful out there. All right, it's time for trending topics. Ah, uh, so as if you just if you tuned in to the interview, you heard us asking. Uh, we asked Erica about her thoughts on what Liam Neeson said. Now, great question, by the way. Well, <laughs> you ain't had to. Uh, you, you you ain't had to you ain't had to pat me on the back like that. You know yeah. What I'm you, no, I, you didn't have to. You don't stop. I didn't tell you to stop. You know, that was a good question. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a good. No, nah, but um, yeah, my guy Liam Neeson, man, he was he was bugging. He thought <laughs> so. So explain actually, for so for the listeners who don't know. <laughs> first of all, you live was, under a rock. I was trying to but, sound like DJ Envy. Yeah, so for so those of you who don't know, <laughs> what is music? Tell us what music is. <laughs> nah, but anyway, um, so I actually got the my explanation wouldn't do it justice, right? So I actually got the um, I got the the audio of. Liam Neeson telling his racist story. Okay, so I would like yes. to hear that. Yes, I so, didn't actually listen to it. Yo, you didn't hear it? Mm-hmm. No, oh so I'm God. gonna. No, so here it is. Yeah. And Liam Neeson <laughs> talking about wanting to kill a black man. <laughs> Hold on, it was like an intro in the video and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and this is, skip ahead. Uh, here we go. I'll tell you a story. This is true. I'm not going to use any names, but I was away and I came back and she told me she had been raped, but she handled the situation of the rape in the most extraordinary way. But my immediate reaction was, I asked, did, they, did she know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. I went up and down the areas with a cosh, hoping I'd be uh, approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that. And I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black bastard would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, mm-hmm. so I could and it was out it took me a week maybe a week and a half to kind of go for that oh no Liam Neeson (laughs) okay so oh man so what are your thoughts (laughs) well my thoughts I I was in disbelief because I didn't think that someone would be so stupid enough Mm -hmm. to tell a story like that (laughs) In this current climate of hypersensitivity, not saying that th- this is definitely something mm-hmm. to be outraged about, but this is something <laughs> like this is something that could cause outrage back 20 years ago when we weren't that sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like to just admit that you essentially went hunting for any black person to kill as opposed to hunting for the actual black person that committed the rape was shocking to me. Like I was mm-hmm. I was I laughed uncontrollably because I was mm-hmm. like. How could someone like he, he's so stupid? Like, yeah, to think that it's okay to tell this story, right? Ridiculous, right? But on the other hand, so yes, and I would say that if our issue, right, mm-hmm. with the way white people move in this world, not all white people, but I mean, 
but the way that enough white people move in this world. Yeah. To the degree that they can move through this world with impunity. And nice word. <laughs> and do as they please without consequence. Right? We know that to be true, but oftentimes we're challenged as black people about the merit of that claim. Now, if someone is so bold enough to admit that at a certain time, yes, he was able to, he was always able to move with that level of impunity, mm-hmm. but was also at a certain time willing to take advantage of what that, what that, you know, um, impunity allowed him to do, which many other white men do. Do we, what, how do how do we react to it? Because th- these are the things that we we kind of almost know to be true, right? Mm-hmm. That we know to be true that there are going to be white people who take advantage of the fact that they can kill and can get away with harming people of color yeah. without impunity in the justice system that was built to protect them. Yeah. So this somewhat almost validates what we've said that this person and and he, this this happened in Ireland, but. Pretty much, you know, we we understand what the implications are. Right. So there was a question kind of floating around on social media about like, do we want some, do we, do we want these people to tell the truth and be honest about what that privilege allows them to do, or do we want them to lie? Yeah. And I think that's a ch- a tough one. I mean, I don't like hearing that a white person felt like he wanted to just murder somebody black yeah. on the streets because a black person raped one of his friends. But allegedly. Uh, yeah, allegedly, right. <laughs> allegedly. True. But at the same time we have to understand that these things regardless of whether or not we want this to happen, these things kind of are happening. <laughs> right. And how and like how how do we grapple with it? How do we deal with it? Because you're right, he didn't have to say a thing about it. Yeah, and that was pretty fucking bold. <laughs> that was that was uh, actually to the detriment of his career. That was ballsy. That was ballsy. Mm-hmm. And he's he's felt it since. Like he mm-hmm. tried to do the whole "I'm not a the racist" track. tour. Yeah. Right. So I and mean, it's all BS. We yeah. Don't, you I know. mean, but you know, I don't know because are we? You know, it, it was crazy. I think it was wild for him to to speak like to say that publicly. But maybe that is the thoughts that he was that he was having through his mind. Yeah. And, you know, not to say that we have to then support his career because he had those thoughts and was honest about it. Right. But what what do we really want from racist white people? You know what I mean? Like, what do we really actually want? Because if we what because if what we want is for them, because the biggest frustration that I personally have is the fact that most people will swear on their black friend that they're not racist. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So which. Yes. It's like regardless of whether or not you're an active racist. My plumber is black. Exactly. <laughs> There's a system in place that allows you to speak recklessly and to yes. act and behave recklessly without impunity. Yeah. So regardless of whether or not you take advantage of it, doesn't mean that you're not a somewhat a part of it or adjacent to it. Yeah. So to me, that was a hard thing for me. Listening to yeah. it was hard because I was I was genuinely torn, and I still am genuinely torn as far as like. I you know I'm at a place of where like what do I want right because like do I do I want all white people who are racist and harmful or could be harmful to admit what they yeah. want to do or do I want them to keep it to themselves and kind of leave us in this illusion that things are okay yeah and you that's know? the thing a lot of people have a lot of people have been coming out kind of sort of supporting it because they're like you know what I'd rather somebody tell me that than keep it in and 
I just get like blindsided, by right? It. So, but then I again, know. I mean, I'm not saying that's the right answer. I really don't know. Like, this kind of well, reminds me. <laughs> that was of, a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for some black bastard to just walk out of the pub. Yeah. Like, what no, are you this, gonna do? <laughs> seriously, like, how are you you gonna kill a black man with your bare hands, <laughs> Liam Neeson? Like, mm-hmm. I know you're badass in your movies, but <laughs> yo, this is real life. This is like, real you life. Could've, you could have got yourself hurt, <laughs> right? And luckily, he's I mean, an elderly, I don't, he's an elderly white man. Like, yeah, I don't actually know how many black people there are in Ireland. My, I, so I have family yeah. out in Ireland. So I have like, and I, and I, from what I understand, well, there are not that many black people. Exactly, which is why, there. which is why he walked around for two weeks, for two weeks and didn't find a single black person. Yo, I look, look, listen. <laughs> like, uh, let me do PSA quick, quick PSA to gentrification. If yeah. if Brooklyn ever gets to a place where I have to walk around two weeks to find a black person, fuck all of y'all. <laughs> Fuck all yeah. Yo, your man walked around for two weeks, and yo, luckily he didn't find a black person. Yo, oh my god, yo, <laughs> I, I still find this like hilarious. But mm-hmm. we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. Um, so Bow Wow was attacked by his ex girlfriend, allegedly. Also, uh, allegedly. Now the nine one call came out, mm-hmm. and she did like she also mentioned there was a statement that came out. Mm-hmm. She also said that he was attacking her first, and he said that he would hit her in places. That people wouldn't believe that he yeah. hit her in. So there's a little more that came out to the story. All we saw from the weekend was the picture of Bow Wow's face scratched up. Right. And that opened up a can of worms of people saying, Well, there's a double standard in domestic violence. If mm-hmm. man, if the man is a victim, then nobody cares about it, which is true. Mm-hmm. That is very much so true. Yep. It's um, us and also with rape. Yes, but if what she said turns out this is one of those things I'm torn on, because if what she said turns out to be true, now she was she acting in retaliation or is she lying because she doesn't want to seem like she's an abuser so she said it's easy uh, it's easy for us to believe that a famous you know a a famous young black man lost his cool and attacked his woman Mm -hmm. you know there's so many stories of that already out yeah so did she is she saying that because she knows that we'll believe it and we'll sympathize with her and uh. she's really trying to hide the fact that she's the abuser in this situation. Like, I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel about this. But my initial yeah. reaction was like, Bow Wow did the right thing. And not. this was my initial reaction and not beating the crap out of her. If that's how his face ended up and for you to just kind of walk away and like, I mean, I, I mean, know. How do we know he didn't beat the crap out of her just because she didn't have any scratches and, on her face? Exactly. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. Because I'm not yeah. like after the our whole R. Kelly thing, I said, I'm not taking sides. <laughs> exactly. I'm not taking sides with any celebrities. Nothing. Exactly. I don't, I I don't know you personally. It's nothing to me. If you live, if you go to jail, yeah. like whatever happened to you is nothing to me. Because mm-hmm. I don't know you personally. Exactly. So I Unless can't. the evidence is so overwhelming in exactly. your favor. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Because to me, it seems yeah. as though. So I watch the show. The uh, growing, growing up, up hip hop. I, I watched the first season. Reason yeah. that pissed me off so much that I didn't what come happened? back to the show. What happened? She was just an entitled brat. The whole first the girlfriend, season. right? No, Virginie, or... uh, Lil Wayne's oh. daughter. She, yo, <laughs> well, she she's was... a young girl. She was like 16, 17 at the time. Listen, her man. dad gives her everything. What else do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. You know, like I, but I... she was doing. She was doing well in school. You know, she was like, I don't know. I feel like people were kind of hard on her, but she's right. not the point of the conversation. Right. <laughs> But I understand she was she was Aggie, but she but, but she turned she me off to the entire show. Oh, I, I okay. stopped watching the show. Yeah, she was she certainly she was certainly a spoiled brat. That's a fact. Yeah, and she <laughs> acted as such. Mm-hmm. And she she does act. <laughs> she such. acted as such. But um, yes. Uh, so I don't know, man. I want to talk about the double standards mm-hmm. of domestic violence. But with the days that's passed since it happened, her side of the story, at least allegedly, has come out. So I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, this is like hard. I mean, I watched the show and like. 
you know, she was the one who was typically like she was pressed. Like mm-hmm. the last um the fin- season finale, like the the brat had a party to celebrate her getting off of probation. And so like everybody was there and it was like nice little party that was going on and Right. Bravo knows everybody there. The, that's the brat, that's like his sister. So he of course he knows, you know, yeah. all, everybody at the party who knows her, right? So like he's making his rounds and whatnot and she's getting upset and jealous that he's spending time with other people, but He's he's checking in with her. He's letting her know that girl, I got you. Like these are just people I haven't seen in a, in a long time. Yeah. And she was, you know, because when you're insecure or whatever, that drives you crazy. So she ended up leaving, right? She ended up just leaving, and he ended up, he ended up, I mean, causing a scene. He like attacked the um, producers. For what? Because his girl left. He didn't know where she was. She literally like wanted to get in, got an Uber because so her thing is she's insecure. So she saw him maneuver like moving through the crowd, talking to other people. She right. was like, "All right, you're not paying attention to me." So she left. Right. So okay. Bottom line: this relationship is toxic. I but was she just at least, but she left. That. Right. So okay. everything that he did after she left was his complete own doing because he was drunk. And that's the thing that I saw in the show. It seems as though when he drinks, he becomes somebody else. And so even his mom on the season finale was like, yo, like what you did that night, because what he ended up doing, he ended up like, like breaking a a producer's camera for no, like he literally walked across the street, tossed it on the ground, started fighting everybody who was around him. The brat was concerned. She's like, this is my off of probation party. Like you're about to get me in jail. The police came and they had to scatter. So from what I've seen on the show, it seems as though. The girl, yes, she definitely is somebody who's insecure. And um, whenever she gets... And I didn't see him doing anything really bad. Yeah. But she was just insecure and just feeding into whatever her delusions were and blaming him for things. But he was moving in a way that was not proportionate to the situation. Right, right. And it always seemed as though whenever he drank, that was what was going on. So I don't know what happened in the situation. But from what I saw, at least on the television show, shows me that when he drinks, shit is crazy. And whenever she feels insecure, which is pretty much all the time, shit is crazy. So, um, so I can't, I can't make any decision on that. Yeah. And I don't think that just simply because she, you know, you saw scratches on his face. Like, if you think about it, when you're scratching somebody's face, where, what would that look like, right? Like, am I am I just, like, close to you and scratching your face and your hands are free? No, if your hands are free, you're going to restrain me. Yeah. Or are your hands restraining me and I'm scratching your face? You know what I mean? Think about what would actually cause that. Like like a situation where he might have been choking her out. Exactly. Especially because she doesn't. Up against mm-hmm, the wall. Exactly. So, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying that, like, there's a number of ways this can go. It seemed like a toxic relationship from the very jump. Yeah. So yeah. Now her version of events was that he <laughs> was upset that she, that um she was talking to saying hello to other guys mm. at the party that they were at. So when they got mm-hmm. home, he had like packed up her stuff and told her to get the heck out, get the f out, this that. And he the does third. stuff like that. That's what he's done on the show. Okay, mm-hmm. so again, <laughs> I don't know what to believe, and I don't want to mm-hmm. be the guy who just hitches my like, oh, oh, black man, we're victims too. Mm-hmm. Wagging onto anybody yeah. It needs to be Someone who has A credible History yeah. Someone who hasn't You know So I, I need to know Like he's completely mm-hmm. innocent Before I get yeah. on the whole Oh there's a double standard With domestic mm-hmm. violence There is mm-hmm. a double standard there On is. domestic violence But There is There is Because even Regardless of what happened or not The way people reacted Yeah Thinking people that, were laughing, w- yeah. that he was abused Because even yeah. if they didn't Their assumption was that He was abused And mm-hmm. the way they decided To react to it Is still problematic 
yeah, you know, that's and true. like likewise as far as like yeah, just because she's a woman, I'm not gonna say that she's she hasn't. She, I've seen on this show her do some crazy shit too. Yeah, so it's like I'm not saying that you know that there's nothing um, that there's not two sides to the story or that it couldn't have been a, a mutual. It could it could have just simply it could have also been a fight. It really could have just been a fight. But I don't know. I'm just saying that based on what I saw, this it's just a toxic relationship that should not have ever been. Yeah. Um. It seems like they have a lot of sexual chemistry <laughs> that clouds their judgment mm. and puts them in compromising they situations. Have great sex, so yeah. they do crazy things for each other. Yeah, they no, don't need to be around like, each other. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> those people are dangerous. All yeah. right, so uh, moving on from Bow, hopefully the actual story, the truth comes out eventually. My boy, Twenty One Savage, Twenty One, Twenty One. Oh my God, Savage, yo, this this story was this is the most bizarre story in hip hop. I gotta say, in my lifetime. Because it came out Sunday afternoon that 21 Savage was reportedly arrested by ICE. Mm-hmm. Ryan apparently, down. apparently he's from the UK. Well, he's he, uh, apparently he was born in uh, Dominica. Was it? Is it Dominica? Dominica. He was born in Dominica, which is a British territory. So that's mm-hmm. where he was born. I believe that his him his mom brought him and his brothers or whoever to the UK from there. And when he was about 12 years old, he arrived in the U.S. Now, the visa that he arrived on expired in 2006. And that led to his arrest on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Now, ICE has come out and claimed that the entire persona, the 21 Savage that we know and love is fake. Which is very funny to me because the number one thing that everyone had to say about 21 Savage the reason why they rock with him, the reason why, you know, they hang around him. Everyone's cool with 21 is because we believe what he said. He seems so authentic. Mm-hmm. He, did, he wasn't trying too hard. He wasn't trying to be overly gangster. He wasn't trying to do anything out of the norm. Mm-hmm. He was just being himself. And so we all believe that 21 was from Zone 6, <laughs> ATL, running the streets since he was a little four or five years old. But is that what he said in his music? That's four what he five? said, man. Mm, maybe as you said, if you watch the DJ Black, <laughs> you watch the Black TV interview. Ah, you see, said, I, yeah, I definitely want to go back and watch everything. Yeah, because now, um, now he's talking about. It's like, I, and I watched something last night that said Twenty One Savage's father is a is a famous doctor in the UK. <laughs> that's not what Twenty One Savage told Vlad, DJ Vlad. He told Vlad that his daddy was a crackhead. And that's how he got into the dope game Because he used to see his dad running around Smoking crack And he saw he started being around it mm-hmm. So he started selling it for money Yeah, that's he said it he with said. a straight face too That was his story Yeah. Okay. Now on the one hand I, I don't know man yeah, Tell ahead. me, no, 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 no I don't want to talk the whole time No, no, go ahead I wanna... Now I was saying like On mm-hmm. the one hand You want to believe that what he's saying is true mm-hmm. But on the other hand Ice wouldn't come out and release a statement Without having Hard concrete evidence. Yeah, I believe that if they're gonna come, they're gonna come correct, you know, and pause on all of that. But <laughs> if they're gonna come, they're gonna come correct because if you. So here's the thing that a lot of people don't know about immigration. I actually know a lot about immigration law randomly because my uncles have been deported. So oh my god, yeah. So my uncles have been. So I'm like Nigerian and my family's Muslim. So you have to understand. You know, yeah. So like, uh, <laughs> so you, my un- like my uncle's name is like Hakeem, right? So like, mm-hmm. you know, and um, when after post nine eleven, that's when things started getting crazy. Um, and my uncle like 
he he had like gone in to like get um he was trying to get married to this woman and his his like records had been brought up and because it was post 9-11 they had had him deported oh, no. that wouldn't have happened before so yeah. things you know the way immigration works with law enforcement has evolved over the past 20 years in yeah. response to 9-11 um and so things that would have just happened before um and not 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 just in response to 9-11 but also in response to trump's administration mm-hmm. because this is a big part of his administration is like linking ice with law enforcement in the past law enforcement kind of operated like these are not just people who just operate together like ice does its own thing law enforcement does like law enforcement their goal is to convict criminals so they don't want their they don't necessarily want their criminals getting deported mm-hmm. that's going to affect their numbers as far as conviction rates they want to convict the criminal under their jurisdiction right ice is somewhat a conflict of interest to be honest so it wasn't always that kind of symbiotic relationship until Trump's presidency. Um, and not even, I'm not even going to just put it all on Trump because honestly, Obama deported a whole bunch of people too. That's the real talk. Yeah, I, I heard. Yeah, that he, had he actually deported. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. Mm. But as far as targeting people for de- deportation, I think that Trump can own that one. Yeah. And um, that's crazy because. You know, Twenty One Savage has been around. He's been arrested. He's you know he's yeah. been through the system, processed the system. Twenty fourteen, right? So my theory is that they just probably didn't care that he was from somewhere else, and probably yeah. just never like came to surface yeah. because no, that wasn't the political agenda at the time. But remember, also when Twenty One Savage came out, it was all about you know I'll shoot a nigga. This is my real life, and everybody else is fake. Yeah, you know That's people. True. Yeah, you know people are like, <laughs> yeah, when he was just like talking about trying to like ignorant shit and like all of that no one was bothering him now in his latest video a lot yeah a lot and that song i fucking love that song i blame j cole <laughs> j cole spit all this they were in the studio chilling j cole drove from you know, uh, north carolina to atlanta chilled in the studio with 21 spit all that woke grown man stuff that j cole be trying to the wisdom that he be trying to uh put down on these kids these youngins <laughs> in the rap game and and twenty one was like, you know what? You right, J Cole. I'm gonna make this record, and boom, he's in custody with ICE. Right. Now this caught now Chris Brown. Uh, now the the memes were hilarious. The memes were One, some of the funniest, objectively hilarious. Yo, hilarious, as hilarious. we mentioned earlier. But uh, Chris Brown reposted one of the memes, and Offset didn't take too kindly to it. No, he didn't. That was the one. He what was that the the voiceover? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Was it the man's not hot guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My, yo, shout out to Michael Dapper, Roadman <laughs> Shaq, Big Shaq. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, they dubbed somebody dubbed uh Man's Not Hot freestyle on their 21 Savage of uh, BT Cypher. <laughs> no, it's a freshman double XL Cypher. And uh that, that shit was hilarious. Excuse me. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was objectively hilarious. So like it's like but, it's, it's not funny that he's getting deported once no, again. But the memes, are but funny. the memes are funny. Like they were well done. Yeah, they, they were he, well he go, done. He go offset getting all sensitive yeah. about it. You know, oh, it's not funny, bro. Right? There's people demand depending on. Shut up, offset. All right. 
And like, yeah, Shut sure. Up. Like you're in your feelings or whatever. And that's like, you're saying it's not funny. That's not true. It's, it's not hilarious. funny to you because <laughs> it's, it's your, it's like, yeah, I get it. If it's your friend, it's harder to take amusement in the other half of the things that maybe you already knew. Exactly. Maybe you already right. knew he was from the UK. Because you a fraud just like a maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Huh? Daddy's an alpha, two parent home, Ooh. two incomes coming in the house. Stop. Mr. Offset. <laughs> It all came out and your daddy exposed you mm. on his uh, alpha. Oh, wait, did that happen? What? Alpha fire, alpha message board on Facebook. No. His dad is an alpha. His his mom is an AKA. Or, Shut if up. If I'm not mistaken. Shut yes. up. No, you're, it came you're from an joking. affluent neighborhood in Atlanta. Look it up. No. It all came out while he was going through this stuff with Cardi. The dad came out oh and had God. some stuff about Cardi talking, saying she was ratchet, saying she was hot-headed. Well, yeah, I saw I saw yeah. what he said. About, I heard what he said about her, but I didn't know about his, his background. Alpha, his alpha. He comes from a two-parent home. All the trouble he got Ooh. into, he went out and got into it himself. It wasn't him being a product of his environment. Okay, so. My jaw just dropped. Perhaps, you know, he was, and he probably knew. Oh, you're from the UK, bruv. That's okay. We're all in this rap stuff <laughs> acting a fool together. But Offset That's getting funny. all sensitive on Chris Brown. Leave Chris Brown alone. He got Leave nothing to worry Chris about. Leave Chris Brown alone. Okay, he's just sharing a funny meme. We're not going to act like it's not He's not, not Demi Lovato. Yeah, exactly, Demi. <laughs> so whatever, like... Demi, play yourself. Yeah, you it's like... it's like, and That's the thing I hate of, like, these social media bullies. Like, get the fuck out yeah, of here. Word. Because, like, bruh, like, if something's funny, I'm going to fucking laugh. Like, exactly. I can separate... Ha, ha, ha. Like, my <laughs> uncle got my uncle got deported, so I'm, not, I'm never laughing at deportation, yeah. never laughing about immigrant issues. But the memes... Like, Exactly, and I wasn't just supporting immigration uh, immigration reform when when Twenty One Savage was affected. I was supporting it when the Mexicans were affected mm. because I understand that when when pretty much when the government can decide whatever the hell they want to do with a certain demographic of people. Because keep in right. mind, immigrants who overstay their visas, most of them are white. Most of them are European. Most of them mm. are the Europeans who be touristing in Bed Stuy and doing whatever. <clears throat> Um, no one's, no one's, no one's coming up to them asking them, let me see your, you know, your visa and how long you've overstayed. They're going to the borders. They're going to people of color and trying to attack them. They're coming, they're coming to, they're coming to freaking Africans. They're coming to black people. They're coming to everybody else that's Word. not white. There's other immigrants besides people of color. They had me scared. I was born here. Right? <laughs> I was, exactly. I There's other sure, immigrants. I, I was born in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you, you really care saying? about immigration, let me, let me, like, I want to believe that it's not connected to race. That's what I want. Like, mm-hmm. That's rich. Look. Republican challenge. Show me that if you really care, if you're really about just this immigration preserving your shit, let me see you pull up to some white people. Let me see you pull up to some Europeans and ask them mm, for this shit. Exactly. I want to see Straight that. Up. I don't want to see you coming for 21 Savage. Word, how many visas you got? Okay. Okay. <laughs> after Shoot. after he decides to make a political message Word. in his music, the like the first time, basically, actually not the first time, but publicly yeah. um, on SNL, he decided yeah. to um, he he performed a song where he critic- criticized border control, mm-hmm. and that just days after he was whisked away. The music video is powerful. You need to go check it. out. I haven't seen it yet, All so right, I got to yeah. see it. But just like you know, just days later, he's gone. Yeah, poof, just like that. <laughs> mm. Fucked up. Now, uh, in the interest of time, we just gonna uh, the Super Bowl was whack. We don't need to get too <laughs> much into it. It was trash. Um, yeah, it was trash. It wasn't. It wasn't good at all. It was a waste of time. I actually took a nap in the middle of the game. That's how bad <laughs> it was. And um, no, I don't feel guilty for watching the game because, uh, you know, all y'all who protested, frauds, 
probably didn't watch football anyway. I didn't, but yeah, uh-huh. there's no way to determine <laughs> that I wouldn't have if I oh, that I would have been different if I was a man. So if your brother, if your brother was playing for one of the teams, you wouldn't watch. I would watch. There you your go. brother's not playing for one. Of you the don't team. know that. You don't know. No, that. he's not. <laughs> well, Sony Michelle, shout out ICN, IT, you know what I'm saying? Sony Michelle, he's Haitian. Haitian brother scored the only touchdown in the game. So I would have missed a, a, a big moment in Haitian history if I didn't oh watch the game. You could have so also two ate black in, rice and just called it a day. <laughs> so two years in a row, I saw a very, very historic moment. Anyway. You could have caught it on YouTube. I mean. It's not like seeing it live. <laughs> so J Lo is going to be doing a a, mo, a tribute to Fuck Motown. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you're not you're not you're not a fan of that. You know. Um, cool so with that? I I love J Lo actually actually like really like she's the baddest bitch and all of that. But to me it's like oh right, there's one there's one side of things someone offers you a role right right and there's another side of things you accept it. So on the side. <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn down the bag, J-Lo. <laughs> turn so, down the bag, J-Lo. Right, because if the common critique, J-Lo, is for you is that you played around in black culture when you felt like it, mm-hmm. then I would be a little bit... More, maybe that's not what you've done, but that's the critique, right? And maybe you're not living for everybody else. Maybe you're just doing you. But, I know. After Diddy had us sitting in jail for one night, she was done with black people. <laughs> and... Kudos to fucking you, girl. I really love her new relationship. Girl, do it to it and look at God because that yo. Look at how Cassie had to leave. First of all, A Rod got her on them same steroids he was on. You see J Lo body now. J Lo has always been snatched, but she is even she's snatched. It's like a different level of snatch. Listen, whatever needles A Rod was taking while he was on the Yankees, stop stop it! Don't talk about her man. No, he got J Lo taking the same drugs. She's putting in work. She's working hard. But, you know, here's the thing. I don't even... I, people say that J-Lo can't sing. I don't even think that's true. I think that J-Lo's not a soul singer. She's not a soul no. singer. And that's really the point. Motown was created in Detroit for black music. It defined the generation. It defines music and generations after. Exactly. Including hip-hop, including every music, every every bit of music that we consume. It's It's such an important part of American history. That's so integral to the black church, to black people. Exactly. And what a slap in the face, you know, um, to to have like some of these Motown artists that are still alive. To have a lot of these artists, yeah. black artists like Jasmine Sullivan. Come on. Um, uh, was her, uh, Jennifer Hudson. I'm going to even say Chrisette Michelle. Bring Fantasia out the Fantasia's coming. Fantasia's coming. Oh, she going to be uh-huh. there? This Fantasia's going to uh, be K. there. Kay Michelle has an amazing K. voice. Michelle. What about her? I'll give her that too. There's a lot of artists she, that... Who, who just sang the uh, the anthem? Does Chloe giving her, fl- her wait, flock? No, uh, Gladys Knight. Yeah, Gladys Knight. Uh, them two girls too. They're going to be there too. Oh. So they so they got some people, right? But there's room. But J-Lo's clearly the headliner of all, all the people you named. I mean... N- I don't know. What's she I, gonna be I, I just feel like the fact that it wasn't just announced at all. Like I don't know. Maybe they're Listen. trying to. There are. So I would because the Grammys then later revealed that these are all of the people they're gonna be doing the Motown tribute, oh, yeah. and most of them are black. So it's like Still. okay. Yeah, you know what? but need- if you're gonna go outside of the race, why choose J Lo? Yeah, like we were cool. With, we were even cool with Ariana Grande doing <laughs> Aretha Franklin's um, funeral. Was were it? We really? Yeah, because at least Ariana Grande can sing. You don't want Taylor Swift doing September Hell again? The fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> at least Ariana Grande. Yo, can listen, actually sing. Listen, man, if they want to do a Selena tribute, J Lo, I'm all for it. Yeah, all right. But the, apparently the Mexican. 
So Mexicans weren't here for it. Oh no! I was, I was dead. The oh, Mexicans no. are not here. They weren't here for her doing this. They were like, now, you, like, I was looking at the shade room comments. They were like, now you know how we felt when she played Selena. Oh wow! And I was like, damn. I didn't know Mexicans were supposed to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's that's gonna be. We can't conflate us conflating uh, Latinas or together is a very American thing. They are not like it's not like oh I'm from Mexico you're from Puerto Rico like we're completely united. That's not you know. Yeah, especially because like Puerto Ricans tend to be fairer skinned and like yeah. Mexicans are. I had no idea that Mexicans had a problem with uh, Selena, with uh, J Lo. That's what Selena. it seemed like. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know. That's the T. I, I had no clue. <laughs> All right, so <sighs> got to you know what? Don't add me. It's probably best best suited at the end. Um, so don't add me if you're just tuning in for the first time. Uh, don't have me as a segment where I usually pick something that happened to me throughout the week in my daily travels. I'm out and about. I'm all over the place. And I use the show as an avenue to kind of vent about some of the things that upset me. So I, I call it don't at me. And you can go catch the other uh, don't at me's that I've put up on my IGTV, Ben Lewis Radio. I also put it up on Facebook, Benjamin Lewis. Uh, just follow me and you can... Uh, you can tune into the don't at me but i must say that this week's don't at me goes to people who don't know the protocol when you are traveling in new york city here's the thing when you get on an escalator and this is for the people on the escalator in particular because i was getting off the train and i was going up the escalator to catch the next train and we all know that there's two lanes two lanes on the escalator there's a lane for you to stand and then there's another lane for you to walk that is called the express lane do not get in the express lane on the escalator and walk uh, and stop mid steps mid flight what are you doing you are throwing off the balance of the commute i have exactly 2.5 seconds to catch this next train and you stopping for half a second it's throwing my entire commute off and i don't need to be late because some jerk decided that they were gonna stand on the side of the escalator that is for people to walk there are a strict set of rules when you're traveling and commuting in new york city rule number one get the hell out of everyone's way if you do not know where you're going stand to a corner out of people's way figure it out and go about your business. If you're climbing an escalator, if you're walking up an escalator or you don't want to walk up the escalator, stand to the right side. That is where people stand on the escalator when they don't want to walk up the stairs. But now I'm walking up the stairs because I have somewhere to be and you decide to get in the left lane, the express lane on the escalator and stand there like a fool. Get out of my way, please. There is no room for you people who don't know what the hell you're doing when you're traveling in new york city we are all in a rush because we're all about to be late because we all decided to hit snooze on the alarm clock this morning so now we have to just enough time to get to work on time now if you asshole jerk decide that you're gonna stand in front of me on the escalator on the side of the steps that's clearly for people to run and fly up you my friend are an asshole And I want you to be offended by this don't at me. I want you to take this personal. All right. I will knock you out of my way next time. I will personally remove you from my path 
because I have somewhere to be. You may not have somewhere to be, but I do. So there are two sides on the escalator. There's one side for people to just stand and there's another side for people to run up as if they don't have any goddamn sense. And I want to take the side that I have to run up like I don't have any damn sense because I'm a New Yorker and I'm in a rush all the damn time. I said what I said. Now, don't at me. Oh, excuse me. My blood pressure goes up so high when I do these damn don't at me's. Oh, my goodness. Goddamn people stand, standing on the side. There's two sides of an escalator. Everybody knows that. There's a side that you stand on, and there's a side that you walk up like if you lost your mind, right? Am I wrong? That's it's correct. It's, 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 uh, so, why is it that people. It's the right. You have to stay on the right. Yes, you stand on the yeah. right. If you're not walk, if you don't plan on walking up the stairs, if you have nowhere yeah. important to be, you stand on the right. Right. If you're a very important person like myself. You get on the left side and you run up the damn escalator steps as if you got an inside tip that the train was going to arrive 30 seconds early and you want to go and get the last seat. Everyone knows that. That's I was coming up the stairs and this lady just, just stopped in front of me. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. She sounds problematic. She's very problematic. <laughs> very problematic. And I had to run. I actually had to run for the mm. train because of this lady. Unacceptable. Huh. Unacceptable. Because I don't run nowhere Okay no. I do the cool jog That's the most I do But You know what I'm saying You know the cool jog You know What's the cool jog The cool jog You know you, You're not quite jogging mm-hmm. But you're not quite walking It's a it's mm. a slight It's a slight pace above walking mm-hmm. But it's two paces behind jogging My cool jog Looks like The way Viola Davis walks <laughs> I have one leg That kind of lags behind me So I'm I'm like dragging that shit <laughs> So yeah, you I kind of. Uh, not mine is not as cool. You don't you don't drive. I see the cool jog all the time. Okay, mine is more. I have to drag this leg. I'm 27. You know, <laughs> shit you is know, hard. You know, black people like to cross the street when it's not their light. <laughs> so and me, the driver, coming, I'm seeing. I'm like, yo, this dude better get out my way. Mm-hmm. He looks, and they put on a cool jog. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, to, bad, to let bro. you know, effort is. Yeah, I'm here. putting in effort. Yeah, effort. I don't want you to hit me. Mm-hmm. But you know that's the cool jog. But I had to <laughs> I, I had to put on the cool jog so I could catch the train because this lady want to get on the express lane on the escalator and just uh-huh. stand there like, bro, I got basic. somewhere to be. She's basic. I got somewhere to be. I wasn't. I was. You know what? I, I wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. But still, it's probably a Trump supporter. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. She's a Trump supporter all the way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's Ben talks for today. Um, I hope you all enjoy. Shout out to. Erica Hill once again she was our guest for today um, she has the book Invisible Empire out now make sure you go get that on Amazon Google uh, Books I think it's called Google Library anyway the book is out so look it up Invisible Empire shout out to Erica Hill yes um, and shout out to you all for tuning in you will catch me Tuesday Brooklyn Bandstand special guest Riketty will be in the building Ooh. Hopefully, yeah. You know, if, if, if Trump doesn't somehow uh, end the world between now and then, uh, yeah. but coming up right now is here now. Rachel C. Do not go anywhere. Everyone, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe out there, and we'll catch you all next week on Valentine's Day. Ben talks. Uh-huh. Bye. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs>